The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 119. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. Say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secret to Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Cory Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we're discussing the 11th episode of Season 6, Prometheus. Fortunately, we're not talking about the uh, rather middling uh, Ridley Scott movie that just ends up <laughs> ruining the Alien movies. <laughs> Major Samantha Carter is confronted by journalist Julia Donovan about a secret project called Prometheus. Donovan shows Carter a sample of the extraterrestrial metal trinium. Carter reports the incident to Hammond at Stargate Command. To prevent the stories released, Carter, Hammond, and Major Paul Davis allow Donovan and her crew into the facility to cover the story, planning to destroy the footage afterward. It is revealed that the Prometheus is the first interstellar starship built by humans using reverse-engineered alien technology. However, Donovan's crew turn out to be rogue NID agents and take control of the Prometheus. They demand the release of Frank Conrad and Adrian Simmons in exchange for not destroying the ship and thus destroying all of Arizona. After the hostages are delivered and the Prometheus takes off, the ghoul inhabiting Frank Conrad takes over Simmons. Jack and Teal'c board the ship in an X-302 and help to retake the ship. Simmons is blown out into space and Thor arrives at the last moment, revealing that the Asgard homeworld has been overrun by the replicators. That's where we end on a cliffhanger. What are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Well, this we get to see the the first battleship, uh, battle cruiser of the the Tauri. Although it's Adrian Conrad and Frank Simmons, not the other way around, oh. as you put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, there but, I uh, go for it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, this is of course this is when we're starting to get you know they're getting more serious about advancing the technology of of uh, Earth, and so we see the first of many battle cruisers that uh, will eventually go between. Earth and uh, um, and the Pegasus gal- galaxy for uh, Atlantis and yeah and of course it's one of these you know we can't just you know release it normally oh no it's got to be like you know they take over the ship and launch it and put it you know put it to hyperspace and all that so no it's it's a good enough episode it, it really is it, it's got a little bit of action to it and we get to see uh, Q I mean Frank Simmons get ejected into space so that's a good thing too it's always always fun. I did actually have it written correctly in the uh, in the show notes. I just got, got some dyslexia <laughs> uh-huh. going on, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. <Don't> <laughs> what about you, Lisa? Um, yeah, I don't know. It felt very long, and I felt like there wasn't enough team interaction. I mean, plot-wise, it was fine, and uh, I always like to see John Delancey, so that's good. Mm-hmm. But, eh, I mean, you know, just not one of those i want to watch over and over again i think it was worth it just for seeing the ship 
I'm, I'm oh, a yeah. ship guy, so oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I already just for that. I already predicted that that y'all are going to have a whole like <laughs> ship fest that's very different than my ship fest. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the first thing I did after watching the episode was I went and looked up like the specifications for the ship and like size comparisons because I want to want to know how big it is and how many decks it has and all that there kind of go. stuff. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I need to get the schematics or a technical manual for it. <laughs> what about you, Victor? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I like this one too. Um, like almost exclusively because it does introduce the ship. There's a lot of callbacks to other you know, movies, we get to see Sam Carter do Die Hard, mm-hmm. you know, the the little base in the desert where, you know, the, the ship is stored is kind of an homage to spies like us when they, you know, go out to the, to the, uh, to the desert and, and their secret spy base is there. And we get to see mm-hmm. Colonel Sanders from Spaceballs. Yep. George Weiner is in it and, you know, uh, regular in the Mel Brooks movies and Fletch movies and stuff. And, uh, so it was, it was good to see him and, uh, even though he turns out to be a, a snake in the grass, as it were. Yep. I mean, he's a TV producer. Yeah, I guess so. You yeah. can kind of see it coming, <laughs> the way his character Please. was played. Please. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it kind of calls back to the last disclosure where the, I think it was season one or early season two, where the reporter's like, I know what's going on. And then he's like assassinated or something. So, That's right. um, so we kind of get a retread of, of that a little bit, but it's maybe ha- handled a little bit better here. Although the whole thing is the setup it's revealed, you know, by the NID or at least by the, the, the Conrad um, Simmons wing of the NID. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it mostly after they already got on the ship and all that was going on. I mm-hmm. thought that was really good, but I feel like a lot of the setup, you just got to kind of hand wave because the whole mm-hmm. thing is the reporter has a scoop on this story that's coming from a leak, which we end up finding out is, premeditated and planned so they can get on Mm -hmm. the ship but i really feel like the way the government would actually handle this wouldn't be all right you can come film it and then we'll destroy the tapes it would just be we're going to disappear you if you say anything about this (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and and we'll make sure we get a hold of the tapes before it airs because you know we can do things like pull the plug on your tv station so hey right so the whole the whole setup for getting them into the ship really didn't make sense and the fact that there weren't <laughs> guards like at every single mm-hmm. corridor like they go on there just those four and the camera crew like and a couple a couple of airmen that kind of yeah, take along two, behind two them. guards uh yeah. yeah and i guess richard dean anderson wasn't thrilled about that either that these people could steal the ship you know because uh <laughs> right. you know malazzi said and this is on the wiki you know that that he was very upset by it didn't want jack o'neill to be on the ship when they took it because there's no way jack would have allowed him to take it and yeah there's a scene midway through <laughs> where he where jack storms on and is like yelling at everybody about how could you let them take the ship how is this possible mm-hmm. and that was <laughs> written i think but um may, may have been improvised <laughs> yeah. to address his concerns. the anger was real yeah the anger yeah. was real yeah <laughs> it was also funny watching this and because of the perspective of the show, you're rooting for the secretive government to keep their advanced technology under wraps against the people <laughs> right. trying to reveal it, which yeah. is the opposite of the way most of these plots go. Usually you're on the side of the plucky reporter who's exposing the government, but right here you're like, I, I kind of want them to just take care of the problem because these are the characters we like. Yeah. <laughs> she was like one of the most sympathetic characters too, after all was said and done. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. she's like a pain at first, but then. You know, she she comes around and stuff, and um, 
Well, it was yeah. it was funny though. There, okay, so the whole purpose of her getting on the ship was to film, and she goes one way, and her film crew goes the other way, and yeah. her film crew don't immediately start filming, and she doesn't have a camera with her. Right. Yeah. So exactly, how was she supposed to film? Yeah. And how was you know? I kind of chalk that up to the fact that it's just been revealed to her in the space of like ten minutes that. Not only do aliens exist, but humans have been interacting with them, and humans have built a massive starship capable of interstellar travel mm-hmm. with anti-gravity and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I can kind of give that a pass as just shock, because she, she seemed to assume it was some sort of like fusion reactor, which is yeah. cool, but that's not like we actually have a spaceship and are talking to aliens. Yeah, yeah the fusion reactor is in the spaceship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, you know, she's the talent, you know, the, the, the technical crew will go off and do their thing. Right. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll get their <laughs> microphones and everything set up and she doesn't need to be bothered with any of that. I do love the line from her about, I do love the line about her. So, so, you're, so all this came from little green men. Well, they were gray actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have that cover story about a ship that crashed in like Fairbanks in 1967 uh-huh. or something. And, and you're like, you're like searching back through your mind, like, okay, what season, what episode yeah. did that happen in? And it's just like something they just made up, you know, on yeah, the spot. Jonas, yeah, Jonas say, calls her out on it. Yeah. 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 Well, they say better than, Fairbanks. better than Roswell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but but they, the- they should have tied it in the mythology of the show somehow. The reporter woman did seem to know a lot about because she they mentioned about how fast the ship could reach orbit or whatever, and she's like, or just to get it off ground. What did she say? Like, oh, that would take twenty Saturn rockets. And mm-hmm. I mean, she, I don't know. I don't feel like that's very common knowledge stuff. SpaceX yeah. Twitter nerd. feed, yeah, yeah. X feed, <laughs> the SpaceX X feed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I did like that they mentioned Fairbanks because I lived there. I've actually lived there twice. So, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a nice place. I don't. I didn't see any alien ships though. So, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I liked. Uh, it's funny that like all the interiors of the ship are finished. Like everything's done, but they're saying it's very far from being done. And I do like how when they take off, like all the lower decks haven't been pressurized yet. So Carter's got to climb up through the conduits to get yeah. to the part of the ship. That's actually livable. So it was nice that they had that detail in there. And that yeah. she acts, she locks herself in a closet with all of this random things MacGyver. that she has to MacGyver yep. a, a, a radio. And exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there happens to be that. What, what'd she say? Like a laser cutter or a plasma Ion cutter. Torch, yeah. 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 Plasma cutter. Yep. Yeah. Which, so. why does everybody always <laughs> cut the hole too big? It takes like 30% more time. Just cut it wide enough for your shoulders or your hips, right? I mean, is it hot? I don't know. I, I know. I mean, it's just, it just, <laughs> it's just so when she crawls through it, she's not like, ah, like going out the birth canal or something. But, yeah. You know. But yeah. Cut it wide enough to stick your arm through and turn the handle. There's an idea. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or start cutting from the bottom so you only have to cut like, Three quarters of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, because then you don't need just to... cut yeah, one line straight across. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've never uh, had to escape from a room with a blowtorch. So yeah, yeah. it's. I but, guess but now you've enough. thought through it. So when it happens, you got to do it efficiently. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> and I like how the only at least she's able to. <laughs> okay, at ahead. least she's able to cut through the the you know the unobtainium metal. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, the trinium or whatever, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, if the whole ship's built out of trinium, I mean, that's a lot of trinium. But we'll we'll see later that they do have mines where they where they mine it and stuff. So it's not all coming from uh, from Shoshone's, the, the uh, Native Creek American or whatever. Yeah. planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's apparently that's where they discover it, but there's other yeah. sources of it out in the universe, so we don't end up with a plot where they're taking precious resources from a Native American tribe, which I don't think would really be a good look for the Stargate mm-hmm. program. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hammond gets to call the president again because apparently whenever <laughs> there's a reporter snooping around, you have to call the president, I suppose. Yep. But yep. Yeah, is that the... I feel like these kind of issues would be handled at a lower level yeah. <laughs> of the government, but... Well, they, they kind of tried. I mean, they, they sent uh, Major... Uh, what's his name? And Major that didn't Davis. work out too well. Major Davis, yeah, yeah. That didn't work out too well. Well, not with his attitude. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, we won't he, do anything to you. We'll just do something to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he did not handle that particularly well. No. He, well, I mean, think about it. When he negotiated with the Russians, did he handle that well either? That's true. He doesn't have a good track record with negotiating tense situations. <laughs> no. He works with someone else. <laughs> yeah, he he works best when he's cheering uh, Teal'c and Jack on to get on the X-302 and jump on the ship. I love that part. It's like, yeah. <laughs> get to that and go. Yeah, rah, rah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we not have Anubis's death glider? It's like, yeah, you, you could totally just fly right up to it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was even right the 302. Here, it was the 301, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we don't see that part because, again, they understand budgets and stuff and and you know they had to build the the cg ship model and and have a couple effect shots with that but but yeah i mean the beginning part they could have cut like five minutes <laughs> out of that and shown more of like the death glider approach and stuff but yeah i guess next episode's kind of effects heavy too so i feel like they've probably got enough like stock footage of a death glider flying through space at this point they could have thrown something together yeah and then people have been like, why is Braytech in just that shot or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it HD at this point? Could you tell? Just, yeah. just hold up like a mock-up of the front of the, the cabin. Yeah. You know, it's like the front glass, just hold it in front of the camera yeah. and then do the CG of the Prometheus. And then spin the camera so it looks like they're like, yeah, like spinning as they're coming in. Yeah. <laughs> just do the, do the Ed Wood uh, airplane cockpit setup. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just two chairs and a, and a curtain. Yeah. yeah. From plan nine there yeah yep <laughs> yeah and it's uh i like that all the ship has like they've got all the alien technology in there but then everything is just run through good old crt monitors and uh mm-hmm. those nice beige uh keyboards so it's cool to they've see got that. a couple black ones that's true got yeah the and upgrade. they've got the big projection screen on yep. the wall yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, the subsequent ships get a little fancier and stuff, but I do like this one just because it, and I do like the progression of, of, you know, the ships keep the, well, we won't spoil it, but, you know, they do progress, but not, yep. you know, so it's, yeah, so I, I do like the, the Prometheus and then the, the other Prometheus class ones that we get. Mm-hmm. I just um, think it's interesting. They went from like death glider size to like massive ship. Yeah. I mean, X301 was little, yeah. X302 was pretty little and then x303 is like <laughs> it's an aircraft carrier <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah, in between was, yeah i do find the naming convention odd because 
X301 and 302, like you said, they're fighter craft basically. And then this mm-hmm. is a completely different kind of ship. Like right. you wouldn't put like a, like a P50 Mustang or whatever it's called in the same class as a battle cruiser, like in the name progression. But, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, P is pursuit. X is just experimental, right? So, yep. Yeah. Because that's, it's that's not what the X yeah. means. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and of course we got to bring up our, our required Star Trek reference, uh, the NX class ships. Right. Those are all the experimental ones. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we'll have and other like, experimental ships. We'll see later. Yes. And the, the speaking of the the specs, the uh, Prometheus is almost seven hundred feet long, so it's it's a big wow. ship. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you went from something that holds two people to something that holds hundreds, yeah, yeah. potentially. It's yeah, got seventeen decks. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they were like building an aircraft carrier, and then someone said like, "Hey, we can put like a hyperdrive engine on this and stuff." You just gotta yeah. Like, there you go. Change yeah, the way it looks. Think of a. Uh, have you seen space battleship Yamato? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they dredge up the Yamato, right? Yeah, yeah. The, they bring the Yamato <laughs> yeah. up, they resurface it, and then they turn it into a spaceship. It's yeah. completely impractical, but it's also amazingly awesome because it's a battleship in space. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> just like the Titanic in, in Doctor Who, they didn't yeah, bring yeah, it that's up. Right. Re- they didn't dredge up the original Titanic, but they built a new one, but it's a spaceship version of it. And it looks just like the Titanic with spaceship engines on it. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. The, nice. the Kylie, Mag- uh, Kylie Minogue Kylie, uh, yeah. yep. episode. Right. <laughs> so yeah, this is the last we see of, uh, of Simmons. I'm kind of sad. Yeah. Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. He gets, uh, he gets goulded and then he gets blown out in space. All within about 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does yeah. Doesn't spend much time as a gould. Yeah. Right, yeah, but, go ahead. I, I do like where Adrian Conrad starts doing the whole I, when he was the gold saying like you I can't believe you're humans you think you can do all this and Tim was just like shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> that impressed yeah. <laughs> but it was the gold that got the hyperdrive working That's when true. it was months true, away yeah. from, from working <laughs> yeah it's like what makes you think you can you can explore the stars yeah <laughs> and then um, but Jonas is, is wily and crafty and he's gonna stop the you know he's kind of trying to lock out the, the oh, computers yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and doing the, the other, other end of the diehard thing. And his, his big thing is to pull the control crystal. And then like you're, you hide like, you know, candy from your kids or something by putting <laughs> yeah, it hide up, up in the drop ceiling. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like you hide their, their present or like whatever they're being bad and you hide their switch up there. And, um, instead of just breaking the control crystal, which would, you know, obviously that would end the episode because it'd be like, Oh, well we can't take off now. And they all died. Yep. Well, I don't think the, I don't think the gold would actually blow himself up. I mean, well, the, the, uh, the ship was in orbit when he, or was not completely in orbit when he did that. No, I don't think it was, it was still on the ground, right? Wasn't it? Or no, it hadn't taken off yet when he had pulled the crystal. Are you sure? Because they took off and then they, they, they said they lost the controls. No, that was when Carter cut. Oh, that was Carter did it. Oh yeah. That's Carter. He locked He locked. That's right. He locked out. He ran a diagnostic. So they couldn't even get to the point of doing anything with the computer. Slimy TV producer. Yep, he yeah, he was on it. <laughs> yeah, and the, but he paid for it with his life. Yep. yep. Because then the, the one guy who's always plays like the werewolf or whatever in in the shows, <laughs> forget that actor's name. I'll have to look it up. But um, the main bad guy with like the 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 soul patch. Yeah. Yeah. Who was supposedly like had been a marine or something like that, and mm-hmm. yeah, jump ship. Yeah, I like how uh, when they when uh, Jack asks asks about. 
the like the background process for the crew. They're like, well, they all used to be in the military, and they've all worked at this place for at least a year. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's, I guess that's good enough for letting someone well, into a above top secret facility. And and can we talk about you know like why did they say check the cameras before they let them in? You know, <laughs> yeah. make sure yeah. that they were actually like cameras. Look in the bags. I mean, yeah, yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, Ian. Ian Tracy played Smith, and he was he was also on Continuum, which is where I probably uh, mm. knew him from the most, as well as Time Cop. Uh, Ooh, too. Yes, nice. Yeah, Time Cop has a lot of Stargate uh, <laughs> alums in it. Yes, that's same kind of same kind of era, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that is. I didn't even think of that. They didn't do any sort of security checks on the people going in there. Yeah, good idea. Let's let them bring in a laptop. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've been in a skiff. You can't take anything. You have to take your Fitbit no. off. Like, they're not going to. No. Yeah, they're not going to let you take a laptop. No, I guess, like, you go to, go home. Of course, when I was last in a skiff was in the mid-90s when they didn't have things like, you know, smartphones. But you couldn't take your cell phones in. And, you know, you had to put, put them in little bins that basically looked like a mailbox. Mm-hmm. Mailbox. Mm-hmm. So they can't, couldn't get it, couldn't uh, use it while you're in there. Right. Yeah. Now they're very strict about that. And this was, this was also post nine 11 too. So yes. I feel yeah. like they would have been more, mm-hmm. even more aware of that kind mm-hmm. of thing, but the plot's got a plot. So exactly. <laughs> they should have revealed that there was someone else working on the inside that kind of let people through. Mm-hmm. That would have, that would have cleared that plot hole up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, you're right. The whole base is is like there's only those two soldiers working at that entire base. We don't see any scientists. Like, I don't know if we do like in the windows or anything. See scientists running around or anything, but um, I don't recall. Like, nope. they they got them out of there before the press came in. I guess maybe. Yeah. Well, I think they saved. <laughs> yeah. They saved budget on having like an actual base by just having the base be underground and use that little guard post and yeah, so mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything with mm-hmm. the sets for the base. And that's how you get yeah. around that. Set up the guard post out on their, their sand dunes that they film at. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly <where> it was. <laughs> yeah. Just throw up a plywood building and give it those military base colors and you're good to go. Yep. <laughs> throw some elevator doors behind the, the main door. Well, you can but see yeah. it right, right behind yeah. Victor on the, yeah. On the yeah. video. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> If you're watching us and on actually, YouTube, you can see what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Actually, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the, the actual elevator scene was filmed in the elevator set. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. You know, so they didn't even have to put in like a new elevator. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they'll get that their money's worth out of that Prometheus set, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll see that not just as ships, but also as space stations and lots of other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you build yourself a couple rooms and some corridors, and you can reconfigure them as needed, and you got yeah, all yeah. your space stuff. It's always funny to look up, because because when you're watching a show, obviously you're thinking of it in terms of the show, uh, like how the, everything's laid out. But then when you look at the actual set layouts for things like the SGC or mm-hmm. like the Enterprise-D, it was like two big looping corridors in the rooms and like, it's not set up how, how it actually is in the show. And it's, it's it's funny (laughs) to kind of do that mental switch. 
Exactly. Or like how the original Enterprise, the the turbo lift door isn't like oriented towards the view screen, which can only mean that the entire bridge is shifted like 15 degrees off yeah. center or something. You <laughs> uh, can yes. look at it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is a debate that is ongoing. <laughs> yeah. And the only, only reason why they did that, it was better for filming to put the 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 door offset from the chair center. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, that's interesting. And then, um, yeah, so the reason that uh, the Gould and Simmons want the ship is so that they can go to some coordinates where, um, you know, back when Simmons or Mayborn, that's a nice shout out to Mayborn, had his yep. off-world operation. He tra- He learned about a secret tablet or that had uh, directions to an ancient um, storehouse or, or so they, they say. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to fly there and, and get it. But they didn't account for the instability of the Nequadria and the engines. And so then when they come out of hyperspace, oh. they're all lost. Well, yep. and, and you know, you've got the captive Gold who's translating it for them the, yeah. into the coordinates they can use. So, of course, he's going to give them the exact right coordinates. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> that probably played into it as well. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he was trying to double cross them. I mean, obviously, he was. They were trying he was to double going cross to, yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't a question of if it was when and how bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He'd probably wait till after he got the ancient weapons. Mm-hmm. And I do like uh, at one point uh, when the gold is going off on Simmons, he says, like, spare me the supervillain line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Just completely yeah. hang a lantern on the, the gold being cartoonish at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't even matter who who they are, which one they are, if they're a. Someone that Gould's not been around a while or what? It doesn't matter. They're all the same. Yep. And it's a good thing that Jack memorized the uh, the outside door access code before he came on the ship. So he could use <laughs> oh, a little yeah. panel to open it up. And it seems kind of yeah. like dangerous to me to have like a door to outside, like just on the corridor. Yeah. Like with a keypad or something. I don't know. Maybe they'll <laughs> fix that or something later. Like you well, just be walking say, by and be like, even... yeah. There's even something like, you know, emergency egress device or emergency equipment inside or something like that on a door that supposedly leads outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume, yeah. Maybe they just hadn't added the, <laughs> yeah. they hadn't added the airlock module yet. Let's just, okay. well, hey, can't well, yeah. well, they did say that one of the airlocks wasn't ready yet. So maybe that oh, okay. was it. Ah, yeah. okay. There you go. I did like how, uh, so in that scene, that's where, uh, Sim or Simmons, who's now been engouldened knocks mm-hmm. a, he's knocked jack over and he's about to take out teal with a looks like a pipe wrench mm-hmm. um and then jack opens the door and vents him out into space and he and teal have to hang on at the end and they did yep. do the the proper procedure where if you're ever in a spaceship and you're going to be vented into space you want to get as close to like the, the wall the wall because then <laughs> there's less gas that can push you out so yep they, they, there you go. they did the right thing as Jimmy Eakin reminds every time there's something, <laughs> yeah. somebody getting ejected. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there's the, there's another reminder. <laughs> I hope there's some yeah. plastic construction netting there or whatever it is that they grabbed onto. onto. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really wanted uh Teal to say, never let go Jack during that scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we didn't get that. <laughs> and he didn't even give Teal like the heads up. No, he didn't. No. Yeah, no. so it's on the just kind of on the floor there, right? And then he's just like, <laughs> well, he figured he's on the floor, so he's probably safer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard this on a podcast once. Burp, burp, burp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and yeah, and you actually want to, yeah, you get up against the wall and wait for the pressure to equalize between, you know, the outside and the inside or something. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it won't suck you out anymore. And then you can just like, yep. Hold it doesn't your breath and walk suck back you out. It pushes yeah. you out. Yeah. Yeah. As data mm-hmm. reminded us in uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Blown out, yeah. not sucked out. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah. After they retake the ship, we get a uh, get the reveal of Thor is back in a fancy yep. robotic looking wheelchair and a new body. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's his commander, Supreme Commander Thor chair. Like whenever he's yeah commanding a ship and then beams over, he beams over with the chair. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, and Michael Shanks a- voiced him again. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. And he's got a new problem that yep. only SG One can solve. Yes. And this brand new, untested, not even complete ship can solve. Yeah, that's another O'Neill class, I think, right, or something. I'm not sure. Well, the ship that flew in was, but it, but the Prometheus yeah. is the one I'm talking. Oh about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, next next episode begins with I think probably like one of the funniest like bits of situational comedy in in all of uh, SG One. So <laughs> nice. I think it's really funny, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like how excited Jack was when he saw him. He's like. Hey, buddy, I thought you were getting a new body. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Oh, he thought he was, <laughs> yeah, he was probably thinking of, of the, uh, the, the uh, one from like a, a thousand years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, the, right, their... the handsome Squidward, Beldar yeah. Conehead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd completely forgotten this was a two-parter and that's how it ended. So, yep. so that was, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, oh, save the day. It's all fine. And then Carter's like, I don't know where we are. <laughs> And I Jack's can't like, that's fine. We're at, we, don't, we don't need to know where we are. Just take us home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I love that. I guess it would take a while to like figure out from the stars, like exactly like without a computer that could do that or something. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, it would be interesting if, if, I mean, obviously I think computers now would be powerful enough where they could actually do that fairly easily. You know? Yeah. You just get your Starwalk app out on your phone and yeah, like, exactly. the augmented yeah. reality. Yeah. <laughs> Play relaxing yoga music while you look yeah, around. Exactly. Do, you, do you have Wi Fi in space? I'm just checking. Oh, no, but you can download <laughs> most of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Download the entire work? galaxy to your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Storage 500 terabytes. Yeah. Darn it. I'm a little short. <laughs> but. But yeah, it is, it is like nominally a two parter. It does say like Prometheus part one and then the next mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, part 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 two, but a they're not selection. Yeah, a natural selection yeah. part two, but they're not. I mean, the stories are completely different. Right. I mean, it's just a way to keep. Yeah. They're in space. They don't have to go back to the SGC first. Well, they right. Do, they but, well, they have to offload yeah. some people, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of thing where in serialized TV, they wouldn't even bother with it to be continued because it would just keep yeah. going. It would be continued. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think about that. That is unusual for back in 2000 and, what are we, 2000? 2002. Yeah. Oh, you know what I just realized looking at when they premiered? Yep. So Prometheus was August of 2002, and the mm-hmm. next one, Unnatural Selection, wasn't until January of 03. So this was our break. Oh, mid-season oh. break. So okay. it was yep. six, yeah. eight, six months? Yeah. So they needed and kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. We're, we're at the, no, I guess 21 years since this episode aired. Yep, yeah. just about, yeah. And just, we're almost halfway through the season. Yep. Right, right at halfway through the season. It should be halfway yeah. through, more or less. Yeah, because yeah. it's 22 episodes, so 11. 
Yeah, I turned I turned eleven two days after this episode came out. So <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I, yeah, this could yeah. have been on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, huh. I was twenty five two months before this episode. I was aired. a little older, and I think yeah, I was uh, too. I-, <laughs> I was teaching my son how to play GameCube. At the nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was playing GameCube, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was at seminary. Actually, probably was checking back into seminary after the summer. So <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do we have any uh, alternate uh, language titles for this? Not really. It, they were yeah. all Prometheus. The interesting thing is that in some languages, they actually said Prometheus in English instead of like whatever it was in their native language. But I mean, not Prometeo. nothing interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, Prometheus is probably uh, idio idiomatic. Yeah, enough of a term at this point. Well, it's a Greek term, so right. Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes from. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, did y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? I did get a kick out of the laptop. I think they basically just booted up Linux on it, like old, you know, two thousand two era Linux, because that looked like the old black Linux boot screen. Yeah, when they oh, first probably. booted up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. You know, they probably just did something like that just through, you know, and that way so it could look like it's, you know, super high tech doing things and really all it's doing is just booting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just whatever version of Debian was out then. Yeah. Exactly. Starship edition or whatever. Starship <laughs> yeah. distro. I kind of was laughing because when we see Julia Donovan, you forget that in 2002 how popular that short blonde haircut oh, i mean yeah. you know because you you yeah. saw jack's first wife had that same little short haircut you know carter has it she has it you're gonna have uh, dr weir's gonna have it like yeah it's, it's like how many how many women can we have with the with this exact same haircut oh and then we had the other nid girl remember she had it yeah anyway, yep. i just i laughed i'm like another another that was the thing back then it was a very po- faith hill had that haircut back then it's like a very popular haircut <laughs> yeah i just cracked me up because you kind of forget 20 something years later how popular short hair was yep. <laughs> i feel like watching shows from now it's gonna be like I see a lot of people like the shave, like really short shaved mm-hmm. sides. Like yeah. that seems to be in so and a little like bit of color anything. on one side or yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be the that'll be the thing we'll be laughing at in twenty years. Will not age well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any haircut that really ages well. Claudia Christ- Christian's uh, Lieutenant Ivanova in Babylon Five. Her 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 style is still on it's pretty fleek. basic. Yeah. True. We need to say on (laughs) (laughs) Go all out. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Did you have any other thoughts on this episode? I did like the reveal to the ship. You know, first we kind of see it in the grungy lighting in the in the cave or whatever under the base, and then Mm -hmm. you get to see it like zipping up into space. And so it was kind of cool the way it was revealed. Um, Yeah, I mentioned Babylon Five, which was made. You know. Six, years, seven years, ten years before this, yeah. yeah, and and you know, just I don't know, maybe it was because that was made on film and this was made on video. You know, I think the the CG could have been crisper, but that's just me. I think it's just the transfer to video that makes it look kind of muddy. Yeah, I'm as a Star Trek fan, I'm disappointed we didn't get a ten minute flyby of it when they revealed. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, playing just playing the Stargate theme on loop. Yeah, yeah. That's we true. did get to see <laughs> Jeffrey, the Jeffrey's tube. So yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they would. What would they call it? That would be the equivalent. 
The Malazzi tube. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Scott S., Miguel G., Alvin W., Deacon Anthony R., and Kristen E. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secret to Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time and we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, A Natural Selection. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secret to Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And I'm going to need a change of clothes. Something nice. I'll, I'll start thinking about that. I'll go to a men's warehouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to like again, the way I look. <laughs> once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another podcast on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash secrets.